0: I have recorded a solo episode and I I just want to start off by saying that the wind in Los Angeles right now is so bananas. It is so crazy. It is so loud. So if you hear, um, like trees knocking in the background, some squeaking noises, Um, if it sounds like I'm stuck in a horror movie, like a scary soundtrack in the background, that's not what what's happening. The best way to describe it is, you know, that movie, The Holiday and oh my God, what is that actress's name? Oh my God, it's going to bother me. Um, I'm going to Google it right now as I talk, but you know, that scene with Santa Anna wins and the dust blows in her eye and Jack Black, you know, takes it out, um, like removes it from her eye and there's a super like, um, sweet romantic movie moment. Yeah. That's basically like, the best way to describe it except, Oh, it's Kate Winslet. Okay. That scene with Kate Winslet and Jack Black. Okay. That's the best way to describe like the Santa Ana wind kind of moment we're having right now, except there's no like meet cute, cute movie moment with me standing in the driveway with like dust in my eye and some guy is taking it out. So I digress. But anyway, hello. Welcome back <laughs> to Seek the Joy podcast. Uh, happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. Happy first solo episode of 2019. I am so happy to just be sitting here and chatting with you guys. So last Friday, I attended my first like ever event where I was speaking on behalf or representing the podcast and it was called the Reckoning Rally. It was a pre-Women's March event at the Riveter in Los Angeles and it was an evening of kind of coming together and collaborating and organizing uh, we were making buttons and hats and t shirts and posters. And I also got up in front of everybody and just spoke about who I am and what the podcast is all about. And then after that, kind of went around and connected with people and had conversations. And a theme kind of kept presenting itself all evening, which was how do you maintain an interest? or um, a commitment to your passions when you have so much going on? And also within that, how do you maintain a level of consistency when your plate is overflowing or you have so many passions or interests or projects that you're working on? And I thought that this was such an interesting theme that sort of kept presenting itself because it's a theme in my life right now, which is how do you stay committed? How do you stay consistent? How do you keep showing up for yourself and showing up for what you've created and what you want to create when you're so inundated and overwhelmed? And how do you remain consistent within that? And I think my biggest takeaway from these conversations and what I really want to share with you is something that I shared with a lot of women on Friday, which was, I think we need to change how we view consistency. And let me explain what I mean by that. When we talk about being consistent, we immediately think of it this way. As we're showing up week in and week out, we keep putting out the same level of output and energy. Um, We're almost stubborn within it, right? We're not willing to be flexible because we have to be consistent. We have to keep putting out the same work product, the same output. And I think being consistent within whatever you're doing or creating is a really beautiful and wonderful thing because it allows you to continue to explore your passions or your interests or your creativity. It allows you to see the progress for yourself and it allows you to have a real tangible way of tracking how far you've come or what you're putting out into the world. But at the same time, I think being consistent or viewing consistency as the end-all be-all is dangerous because it often means we're not allowing ourselves to be flexible. It often means we're not allowing ourselves to change or adapt within an environment that maybe is Telling us we really need to do so. And so I think if we can view consistency differently, we can allow ourselves to continue to show up in a way that feels good, in a way that feels authentic, in a way that mirrors where we're at right now and what we want to continue to create and who we want to become. So I think if we can view consistency this way, and let me explain the way I want to view it for myself. And so I need to rewind a little bit after having these conversations on Friday, I really challenged myself to flip the way I was viewing consistency. And so I challenge you to sort of flip the way you're viewing it for yourself too. And then let me know if how this sits with you and if it resonates. I think we need to view consistency as an opportunity, as a gateway to continue to explore our passions and our interests and our inspiration. We need to view consistency as a tool, as a mechanism that will allow us to continue to grow and shift and change. But the key within that is that consistency needs to be what ultimately serves Our highest good and what ultimately serves the highest good for others too. So if being consistent, if showing up week in and week out and putting out the same level of output and materials, whether it's in your job or in your passion project or in your new business that you're creating, if it's a podcast or a blog or Instagram, whatever it might be, apply this to whatever aspect of your life feels relevant if putting something out into the world every day, every week feels good, you're growing from it, you're finding joy within it, it's fueling your passion, then keep doing it. Allow that to be your model of consistency. But if you get to a space where doing that is exhausting, it's draining, it's not filling your passions, it's not filling your tank back up, if it's not allowing you to grow, if it's stifling your creativity, if it's stifling your passion and your zest for life, then you need to pull back and you need to redefine and remodel what consistency looks like for you in the moment. Because ultimately being consistent and showing up for ourselves, whatever that might look like has to be what serves our highest good it has to be what allows us to grow and shift and change so i challenge you to join me in challenging myself to change the way i look at consistency and so that was really the biggest thing that i shared on Friday with all of these different women that I was talking to, which was, I think we need to change the way we look at being consistent. We need to change the way we look at how we show up in the world and give ourselves a break and show ourselves a little bit more compassion and understanding and allow ourselves to mold and define what it means for us to show up. And so if you're somebody that puts out a blog post every day and it's draining, bring it down to three times a week, once a week, whatever it'll take for you to feel that fire and that passion ignite. But I will say too, at the same time, if it makes the most sense for you to pull back completely and for you to take a step back so you can really evaluate where you're at and where you want to go and where you want to grow, that's really important too. You have to allow yourself the space to explore what will make the most sense for you. But if you don't allow yourself that space, if you don't allow yourself that exploration, you're never going to figure out what that looks like. So as you can tell, this reckoning rally on Friday was extremely thought provoking for me. And it was such a valuable experience. And not to mention the fact that I got up in front of a room of probably like, Uh, Over 50 people, which is a big crowd for me, um, and spoke and shared about the podcast and what this journey has been like. And so I'm just so grateful for the lessons and the conversations that keep coming out of this podcast, that keep coming out of my choice to be open uh, and authentic and to share my voice in ways that, quite frankly, still scare me. Um, Not as much as it used to, but I think it definitely it definitely still scares me and and the last thing i want to share i think in this week's solo episode there was a ton i want to share but something that i really want to share is something that i overheard last week which was it's not about who you are now it's about who you want to be and i think it's important, especially as we start off this new year, as we start off 2019, to really think about the dreams and the goals and the visions that we have for ourselves and for our future that we're really holding on to. And I think it's important to remember that those dreams and those visions are not meant to be embodied at a later date. They're really meant to be embodied right now. And so to be who you want to be means you have to choose that person right now. Don't wait for X, Y, or Z to happen. Don't wait for, you know, this brick to fall into place that you've been waiting on. Don't exist in that space of, well, if this happens, then I can be who I want to be. I can do what I want to do. Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think you know what I'm talking about. I think in order to be who we want to become means we choose the embodiment of that person right now. And so it goes back to what I was saying about consistency. You have to choose how you want to show up within any given moment because it's not about who you are today, it's about who you ultimately want to be. And so, what are you doing today that will allow you to be that person? In the long run. And I think really building off of that, I think I have to mention the fact that this week is my birthday. Um, and as I said that it was just 10 minutes and 23 seconds, one, two, three, my birthday is January 23rd and I'm about to be 28 years old. So whenever you listen to this, it may already be my birthday. I might've already turned 28 and 28 feels like a big year for me. It feels like a year of embodiment. It feels like a year of taking all of the steps and the stones that I've had laid in front of me on my path and beginning to really mold them and shape them in the direction that feels aligned with my joy and my passion and my inspiration and my truth. And I really don't know what this year is going to bring. I do know That 27 was a big year for me. It was a big year of deepening. It was a big year of connection and transformation and beginning to pull back the layers even more deeply of who I am, where I've been, and where I'm going. And my biggest intention for 28 is to continue that journey and to continue that deepening and that transformation and to really allow myself to grow. I talk about this a lot on the podcast with guests over the last year But we often clip our own wings without even realizing it because we prescribe to some sort of limitation or expectation that's been placed on us. And My biggest intention for for 28, for 2019, is to allow myself to fly, to not clip those wings, to begin to really fully embody the woman that I am and the life that I want to live and the path, oh, I'm going to get emotional and the path that I want to take and to not let any Perception of who I used to be, of old patterns or behaviors or someone else's vision or version of who they believe I am to stop me and to get in my way. And I think ultimately that's my biggest wish for everyone is that we all reach a space within ourselves where we choose to recognize our value and our worth and then really embody it. And so I think 28 is the first year, well, not the first year, but I think it's the beginning of doing that for myself. It's interesting because this year for me is a nine personal year. So I haven't talked a ton about numerology on this show and I hope to get a numerologist on the podcast. So if you know a great numerologist that's reliable and, and, um, you know, checks out and all that good stuff, um, I would love to have a conversation with them because we each have a personal cycle, a personal year cycle and a nine-year cycle. And so the way you determine that is you take your birth month, you add it to your birth date and you add it to the year that we're in. So 2019 is a year of three. I'm born on January 23rd. So you add one plus two plus three plus three and you get a nine. And so a year of nine is a year of completion and unraveling and, um, kind of tying up loose ends from what I really understand. And if I take a look at the last nine years of my life, I can really see that. I can see how this year could and should be a year of completion. Um, I've also read about the nine year, that it's a year where it forces you to really look at the reality of your past and how it's impacting your present. And then you have to decide how you want to create your future. And isn't that so beautiful? Because I think in every year, we're really tasked with that. The more aware we become, the more conscious we become, the more we tune into who we really are and we take up space. The more we take up space within our own bodies, within our own beings and our own lives, we're really forced to look at the past the present and its impact on the future and so I think it's super interesting that 28 my personal year of nine this year is really supposedly where that all really comes into play I think even more and I think kind of building off of that I mean of course wherever we are right now in this moment is a result of where we've been. And so every space that we've been in, every relationship that we've had, friendship, family, romantic, school, education, um, every roadblock we've had, every moment that we've turned those roadblocks into stepping stones, which I know I say a lot on this show, it all has helped to bring us to where we are today emotionally, physically, and mentally. And so I guess my big intention too for 28 for this year is to really take a deeper look at all of those things and all the things and the behaviors and the people and the patterns that no longer serve a beautiful and positive purpose in my life and to kind of let go. Well, not kind of let go, to really let go. As Marie Kondo says, if it is not sparking joy in your life, get rid of it. And so I don't know, I'm just excited to see what this next year will bring. I think it's super interesting with, um, being a nine year for me and a year of completion and transformation. And I, I, more than ever, I feel really ready to let go of things that no longer serve me, that don't bring me joy, that are keeping me tied down or stagnant or not allowing myself to grow. And I think, I don't know where I heard this, but new beginnings can't take shape, they can't form until we release and let go of the necessary endings. And I was listening to that new Mike Posner song. Ugh, what is it called? I'm having such a hard time tonight remembering the names of things, but I was listening to his new song and I'm going to pull it up right now. Hold hold on, it's called move on. Oh my god, how appropriate! I was listening to his song last night because we had that um, lunar eclipse, um, that super blood red moon, red blood moon. I can't even talk. Oh my god, Um, I was listening to that song and he has this line that says, "Beginnings always hide themselves in endings." and How freaking appropriate is that? Is that we cannot really begin to see the beginning, the new fresh start until we allow ourselves to really experience and be part of an ending. And so a nine year cycle, things are closing and shifting and changing. And I know for so many, that's something that we're all experiencing is doors closing, things ending, forcing us to really embody who we want to be and to step more fully into that. So I am totally rambling and my voice is starting to crack because it's like 830 at night, but I am super excited for what 28 is going to bring. I'm also super connected to my birthday because it's a one, two, three, January 23rd. And so whenever I ask for a communication from the universe, from guides, from angels, whatever it might be, I ask for the number sequence of one, two, three. And so it's shown up for me in a lot of really wonderful ways over the last, I would say, nine months when I first asked for that connection to that number. And so what's interesting too about angel numbers, I'm like going all over the place in this episode, but angel numbers always hold communication and significance. And there's one website in particular that I really love, and I encourage you to check it out if you haven't already. It's called Joanne Sacred Scribes. And so I just remember the first time I looked up what 123 like signifies. And so one, two, three is considered a sequence. It's a step, like a series of steps. And so for me, that's what I have felt that most of my life has been a series of steps in a journey of beginning to understand and know who I am and begin to embody my journey and my path. And so there's a significance for the number one and for the number two and for the number three, but when you put them all together, um, it's really about steps forward and embodying your own progress and your balance and your faith and your expression and coming from a space of your authentic self. And I feel like much of my almost 28 years on this planet has been a lot about that. So just a little fascinating fun fact. (laughs) guess um but it's really fascinating i think the connection between numerology and our birthday and astrology and um, i'm just excited for what this new year is going to bring and my intentions for it and what i learned last year is ultimately a tool in my toolbox that will carry me into this next year so i'm really excited for what this next year is going to bring um so thanks for being here sorry this is sort of a little bit all over the place but um I'm a little bit all over the place. I should have grounded and done a little bit of a meditation or something before hopping on the microphone, but just keeping it authentic and keeping it 100, as the kids these days say. Um, before we go, if you want to support my work on this show, if you want to continue to support Seek the Joy podcast, I would be so grateful if you shared this episode or your favorite episode. Um, we've had so many good episodes, by the way, in the last month. Jose Casique. Uh, Jess Rothley. We have a really awesome episode coming out next week. Um, I'm just so in awe and impressed with the wonderful women and the wonderful people who have come on the show to share their stories. We had a storytelling episode last week, so I would be so grateful if you shared this podcast with your friends or your family or your coworkers or on your social media channels. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or really wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. I would be so grateful. We are almost at 100 ratings and reviews in the Apple Podcast um, store thingy in the United States. So I'm so excited about that. I want to do something when we hit 100 to celebrate. Um, what else? Make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels. I love connecting with you guys there and I'm officially done rambling. This is a big period of transformation and flux and transition for me. And I'm excited just to continue to share as things sort of unfold. And with that, I wish you guys a really beautiful week. Um, I don't have a big plan for my birthday other than going to work and then celebrating with some of my really good friends, some of my oldest friends this weekend. Um, but it's going to be good. I'm excited to bring in my new, my new year on this planet. And I'm excited that I get to do it with you guys too. So with that, I will leave you sending you lots of love, have a wonderful week, and I will see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.